Welcome to the Adventure Church Podcast. We're excited you're here, and we hope today's message encourages you, builds your faith, and brings you hope for the future. May God bless you as you listen in to today's message. Hey, um, for those who don't know, my name is uh, Andrew. I'm the worship pastor here at Adventure Church, and um, uh, I'm not CJ, you may have uh, realized, but I guess... uh, Pastor Carolyn gave that disclaimer that they are uh, off on a little vacation. So, um, so today uh, we have a lot of uh, this month, I should say, we have, we have a lot of fun things happening. Um, first of all, we have um, if, is anyone familiar with the Wilderness Fellowship Ministries? Everyone should raise their hands for that. Come on, people standing in the back and clapping. Wow, I'm kidding. Everyone looked. Um, so <laughs> this this Saturday, um, or every month, uh, the Wilderness puts on a worship night. Um, it's just an awesome time of worship. There's um, It's like an hour, a little over an hour, 15 or something, of just worship. So um, if you're looking to just uh, have more uh, worship time with, in a live band setting, uh, this is a great time to just come experience and learn. There's no preaching um, or agenda or anything. It's just worship. So we'd invite you there. Um, they're over in Frederick. Uh, if you don't know where they are, Google them. Uh, but that's just, we just want to invite you to an awesome time of worship there. Um, you know, I was actually uh, involved a little bit in this church before um, before CJ and Cheryl had come on board. Um, not, 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 not like on staff or anything weird. Um, not that being on staff is weird. <laughs> I'm just going to start over. Oh, good. No, so, you know, but I was, uh, I, had, I had come in a little bit um, under... Um, not like officially under anyone, but when I would come in, I'd visit this church. Uh, my in-laws went to this church. Um, my wife and I were previously uh, worship pastors in Illinois. And so when we'd come to town, uh, sometimes we'd lead worship um, at what was then called Siren Assembly of God. Was anyone a part of uh, the old Siren Assembly of God? Yeah. Whoa, they're excited about it too. I love it. <laughs> um, Siren Assembly of God was great. Um, it's, it's us. I mean, it's not like it's a different church. Um, so, um, but I've always loved going there. Um, and it was, and it was, but it was different. I mean, like when you walked in from my experience, I'm going to be really careful when I say this, I loved Cyrus of God, but from a, maybe like more of a suburb or a city, uh, point of view coming into a country church in general, it's a different, it's a different kind of breed, you know? Nope. Just me. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna start over one more time. No, um, but you know it, it is. It's it's a different and and if you're um, if you're normally um, in the cities or in a suburb, um, church looks a little different there, right? Um, so for me, when I came to uh, visit Siren Assembly of God for the first time, I was like, oh, this is this is not what I'm used to at all. And that's not a bad thing or a good thing or anything. It's just it was just different from what I was used to. So. I came in with like, like wow, okay, taking all of this in. It was a it was a smaller building that I was used to. It's um, the music was different than what I was used to. The preaching was different than what I was used to. The people were different than what I was used to. Um, there was there was just a lot of different stuff, but I was enjoying it. I loved it, and I um, I loved this church. I loved um, every person I met was like on fire for the Lord, and they still are, for the record. Yes, come on. <laughs> but that's that's true. People like Michael. Um, I, I loved coming in, and uh, I, when I walked in, I was like, y'all, this is a Pentecostal church. Um, they, there was just a sense of a love for God, a fire for God, um, and, and just a, uh, a welcoming heart. Does that make sense? I, I, I was just immediately drawn to the people of Cyrus and of God. So, um, but it may have not been the, the most, like, maybe like the most modern church um, from my perspective at that time or something. Um, I knew there was, uh, I knew there was something special about the body of believers. So it may have not fit like what I knew of church in my, in my uh, idea of what church was. It may have been different than that, but the body of believers was all the same, right? When you go to, you go to, uh, for me, a lot of times when I go to different assemblies of God churches, um, it feels at home for me because I'm just like, oh, these people are on fire for the Lord. These people are on fire for the Lord. But uh, but at Siren, it was it was just different. But because I'm 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 thankful for that experience, right? I'm thankful for this church, 
for every every single person who attends this church back then and even now. So in case you haven't read, thankful for our church. That's that's what we're here to talk about today. And 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 I think it's a super important uh, topic to just sit and and uh, acknowledge. Just take a moment and acknowledge, right? First um, Thessalonians five sixteen through eighteen says, "Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus." Um, so some of the uh, I just I'm going to talk a little bit about Siren Assembly of God before it was officially Adventure Church. Um, there was a time when my wife and I, we were, in, um, we were in between ministry positions, and we were staying in my hometown in Kansas City, Missouri, and we were just like, you know, asking a lot of like, God, what's, what's next for us? Um, what, what do you have in store for us next? And so uh, at one point, we literally, literally had the conversation of, man, wouldn't it be so cool to be on staff at Adventure Church. Like, we literally, no joke, we had, like, multiple conversations about it. We're like, man, what? And we, when we were seeing what's all happening at um, online on Facebook and the name change, and we were like, wow, like, the God is is finally awaking the sleeping giant. sleeping giant. Come on. You guys remember. When Pastor CJ first came here, he described uh, Siren of God, and not in a negative way, in an amazing way, as a sleeping giant. And I... That super resonated with me because I was like, yes, it is. It's, these people were on fire for the Lord, and it was awesome. It was, so, it was something I really wanted to be a part of, and it was. It was the sleeping giant had awoken, and here we are today. Um, <laughs> no, but, um, but I, I'm thankful for, for those experiences and being able to see, um, and maybe the people who, who, have, who were at Siren and of God uh, before it changed the names and, and all that kind of stuff. Can, can agree with this. It's been awesome to see the transformation, the different people coming in and seeing how God's been moving um, in this church and has been using this church. Um, and I'm thankful for that, right? Um, you might be thinking like, oh, it's another thankful sermon in November. Wow. Who would have saw that coming? Oh, I just saw you post your 30 days of thanks. Here's thankful for my cat. Um, <laughs> does anyone roll their eyes at that? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Um, I'm kidding, by the way. I did 30 days of things last year, and uh, and it, it's it's a it's a great experience. I love it. Um, but um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just like picturing people's feed news feed in my head of things they're thankful for. Um, by the way, it's okay to be thankful for your cat. That's that's legit. You can be you can be thankful for your cat. Um, but so we're, so we're talking about <laughs> we're th- we're talking about how we're thankful for our church and. And for me, that might look a little different than what it might look like for you. It might look like uh, different than what it looks like for uh, Pastor Carolyn or Caleb or Katie or CJ and Cheryl. Um, but uh, I am, and I'm, th- I'm thankful for the church in many areas, but I want to highlight some in my, in my own area. Can I do that for a, a hot second? Because um, while I'm thankful for everyone as a collective church, as adventure church, I'm thankful for the body in general, I, I want to touch on a couple ministries that I am a part of. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um, I want to talk about um, Youngish. Who is here in Youngish? Come on. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's three. Great. Uh, <laughs> what, what just happened? Can we talk about that real quick? It was really funny. They went like, oh, oh no one else is making a sound. <laughs> so, it woo. That was awesome. First service, I was like, who's in youngest? And they're like, woo. And I'm like, okay, they must be in second service. And now I did a second service, and I'm like, okay, they're not here today. Great. Um, no, it's, um, it's uh, <laughs> Pastor Cheryl's texting me. <laughs> be on vacation, Cheryl. I can't read your text message up here. Oh, goodness. Should I read it really quick? <laughs> Let's see. I'm, I'm screening it before it comes out of my mouth. Yes. Oh, she's so sweet. You guys, I'm going to read this. She said, our 30 days of thankfulness today is we are thankful for Pastor Andrew. I know you're seeing this while you're preaching. <laughs> oh, give it up for Pastor CJ and Cheryl. They love us. They're so good to us. Oh, my goodness. That made my day. Um, we love CJ and Cheryl. I'll get to them later. Um <laughs> Youngish. 
I am so thankful for Youngish. Um, can we get like an actual reaction from anyone who's in Youngish? Yeah, okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. That's acceptable. I love it. Um, youngish is interesting. Um, now, I'm a, I'm a part of a lot of uh, young adult ministry leaders groups and stuff on Facebook. And the weird thing about where we live, we don't live anywhere near a university. We don't live anywhere near a uh, college or tech college. Well, I mean, we kind of live close to some tech colleges, but it's, we don't have a drawing card for young adults unless usually they've um, grown up here and they're, they're living here. Uh, or they moved here, and you know it's just they're just different circumstances. But there's not like a like a college that we're like, oh, we're we're doing this ministry with from this college or something, right? And that's a lot of the cases with a lot of young adult ministries. Um, and so ours is ours is interesting because um, normally young adults, and I've said this a million times, but I'm going to say it again. But normal young adults ministries they'll cut off at like 25 or 30, and and we don't have, if we just cut off at 25 or 30, we wouldn't have that many young adults in, in youngish. So that's why we made it young, instead of young adults, it's youngish, right? So we opened that up into the 30s and stuff, right? Um, but the, the cool thing is, because the whole idea with, with youngish um, is, is that it's a time, it's, it's a place that, um, that we can connect, right? Um, we see a lot of like, um, like a lot of times we think of, of ministry groups as doing like like hands-on ministry, like this ministry is going to go to the soup kitchen. And while that's great and everything, we also need ministries like 50 plus um, who is just going, yeah, okay. I get it. Okay. Yeah, there's more of you. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's not a competition, Jerry. I don't know who that was. Anyway. Um, <laughs> No, I, I'm using my filter. Okay. Um, but I will say, uh, like the 50-plus going to Bentleyville. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You guys, there's so many. Um, that's not, like, necessarily, like, ministry. But it is, right? Because it's a time where you're just doing something together. You're creating fellowship. You're creating a time to connect, right? I've, I've heard, I've had people come up to me before, and they said, Pastor Andrew, I don't want to go to Adventure Church because I don't meet anyone on Sunday mornings and I don't connect with anyone on Sunday mornings. And I'm like, and you won't because Sunday mornings isn't where necessarily where, I mean, it can happen, but it's typically not where we're making relationships and growing in those relationships. Sunday morning is where we come together and we worship and then we sit down and listen to a sermon without talking, some of you. And <laughs> I'm kidding. But... Right? Like, it's, it's a time where you, you come and worship, right? You and God. And then you sit down and, and you hear what God has to say through who has, who's ever speaking. Um, and so I always point people to, hey, be a part of a group where they're literally going out to foster relationships, to grow relationships and friendships and making connections, right? And so that's one of the things I love about Youngish is that it's just, it's, it may not be like, you know, Youngish is going to go out and, and do Salvation Army stuff or, you know, whatever, um, do like a, an act of good deeds, but it might be a time where, where Sally so-and-so is struggling with this and this and so-and-so else is also struggling with this and then we're making the connection, Right. And that's, and that's where the relationships grow, and that's where God is moving through, through those relationships. So I'm thankful for Youngish, and uh, really quick, if, if you're in Youngish, scream as loud as you can. Woo! All right. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. I just wanted to test them a third time. Thank you, Chris Clowder. Yes. Yes. Look, you get more applause than Youngish. Look at that. Um, another area I wanted to uh, highlight is um, is our worship team. Come on, who loves our worship team? Um, let's forget that I'm the worship pastor for two seconds. Um, I love our worship team. They slay every day. Um, seriously, I'm 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 for real, y'all. Um, but but you know, seriously, um, I I will say and forget that I'm the worship pastor saying this, but. When we have people, we have special guests who come in, um, guest speakers. Um, I have friends from the cities who will watch our live stream or friends from the cities who um, will come in and speak or whatever the case. Um, they are always like, whoa, how are you guys doing worship to this caliber, to this level in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> right? Um, 
And, like, that's not hating on where we live. I love where we live. But it's not the norm. And, and again, like, forget that I'm the worship pastor saying this. But our worship team, like, takes it next level. And, oh, let me, let me talk about this real quick. We were mobile for how long? A year and a half? Anyone? Like, something like that, right? We set up and tore down at the high school. We set up and tore down when we were renting this place here. And the worship team got there at 7 or a little before 7 every Sunday, set up the entire whole shebang. And then we came here and we added to that by setting up trusses and putting lights on top of them. And they still, like, they, they came in every Sunday and set everything up. No one complained one time. And, like, that's a lot to ask of. Like, I was, I was kind of scared when pastor was like, hey, we're going to be mobile and, and set up at the church. And I was fairly new, but I was like, oh, I hope I have help. <laughs> and, but, like, our worship team did it every single Sunday without any complaints and then stayed afterwards and tore down. Some people even drove, like, an, an hour and a half to church, and they had to come that much earlier, you know, when they, if they leave, leave, uh, live that far away. So, um I'm, I'm so thankful for our worship team. Um, they, every, every single week, they're, they're always asking about how to do things better, how, to, um, how they can use their instruments to better serve God. And, and just to clarify by worship team, I don't just mean the people who are up here on the platform. Give it up for our production team in the back. Yes. Yes. Um, we have uh, a couple areas, um, one that runs uh, what I call visual media, and that's everything you see on the screens. And here's, a, here's an insider fact for you guys. You excited for this? You can't tell anyone. That's a joke because this is being broadcasted. Um, we, uh, our visual media people also control the lights <laughs> with a touch of a click. So they have a huge, huge job. Um, they have a lot of pressure, as, as well as our sound people. They do as well. Um, but I consider... And, and as well as our live stream um, and their control of in, in charge of everything that we see, right? Um, but they're, um, they're in charge of, of all of this. They're still a part of the worship team. I consider that all. Um, you know, if we talked about, we've talked about seven Hebrew words of praise before. One of them is uh, zamar, and that's to play your instrument with plucked string, which at that time meant like playing a, a plucked instrument. And that is praise to God, right? And I, and I consider it to, in modern times, what is that? It's playing your drums to the Lord, playing the keyboard to the Lord, playing the computer or the soundboard, whatever your instrument is, that is praise to God. So um, so they're very much part of our worship team and I'm so thankful for you. So if you're on the worship team, could you just raise your hand real quick? Can we just give it up for them? Yes, yes. Love, love our worship team. And uh, one more area I wanted to talk about is our choir. Come on. Um, <laughs> we have fun in choir. Um, if you're not in choir, you can't sign up. But <laughs> because we've been, we're too deep into rehearsals. But um, we would love to have uh, more people even join us uh, for Easter. Um, we, would, we would love that. We have so much fun. Um, one thing I think is really neat is there's 35 of us. That's a lot of people for a church choir in general. Um, now, and I was talking about this in the first service. Not that it's a competition, but I told someone that we had 35 people, and they said, wow, I think that's more than the Siren High School Choir. <laughs> <sighs> it's not a competition, but we did it. Um, I'm kidding. But, but no, seriously, so um, for uh, my, my home church, um, in Kansas City, they have a full choir and orchestra um, every single Sunday, and they do it really well. Um, normally, their choir is at like 60, but they have a lot of COVID restrictions, blah, 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 and so they're down to 35, and so I told my my home worship pastor that we have 35, and he has this Texas accent. I hope he doesn't watch this, and <laughs> and he's like, Andrew, oh my goodness, you have 35 people. We only have 35 people, and you live where? Right? So that, that's a huge deal. We, we, live, we live in a rural area, and like 35 people is, is unheard of. Like, that's, that's amazing. And not only is that just a lot of bodies, but they do a great job. Who's in choir? Raise your hand. Come on. Are you excited about it? Yes. Uh, we, we have so much fun in choir. Um, and so, but I mean, but it's a commitment. Um, 
it's every it's every Monday night, um, and while we have fun, like it's it's kind of hard sometimes. And <laughs> um, and I'm thankful for our choir. Um, and just a quick plug: um, this December 17th, we haven't officially announced it yet. Insider information from Pastor Andrew. Um, we are going to be having uh, our first annual Sounds of the Season on December 17th, 2021. Come on, get excited! This is. This is gonna be this is gonna be great. Yeah. That was also like a pitiful clout. Come on, Adventure Church. Get excited about that. <laughs> what did you learn in church today? I learned how to clap louder and cheer lots. <laughs> um, oh, I thought that Pastor Cheryl texted me again. Okay, no, it wasn't. Um, but no, so this this concert is really great. A lot of times we've uh, in the past we've done um, a big Christmas Eve service, and we're still going to have a Christmas Eve service. Maybe I'm announcing this prematurely, but it's okay. Um, but we're still going to have a Christmas Eve service. It'll just look a little different. So this Christmas uh, Christmas concert called Sounds of the Season is going to be it's going to be amazing. I'm I'm so excited. We uh, our whole all of our teams have been working so hard on this. We're basically I think we're going to have to fill this entire area with the choir. We're hiring string players, professional string players to come play with all of these. Um, this is just going to be, if you're, if you're looking for, did anyone like uh, ever, oh, let me tell you this. When I was a kid, I, uh, I went to the Nutcracker every year uh, with school. I don't know how they worked that, but it was free and it was amazing. The, and uh, it was, it was the, it was the dance. So it was the ballet, right? Yeah. And, and it was a time of just like dressing up and it was just like right in the nostalgia, you know, um, and so this, this concert's going to be one of those things where we can, you dress up if you like, um, but it's, it's going to be where, where I'm slowly, my plan is to slowly get a mini orchestra, <laughs> but we have, we have, um, a full band up here, uh, string players, and we're, it's just going to be such a great night. So it's December 17th. Uh, we would love to have you there. Tell your friends, tell your family. Um, it's going to be such a great time. Um, but all of this to say, none of this could happen. <laughs> without all of you. And even if you're not in any of these ministries, I wanted to tell you I'm thankful for you. And I'm especially thankful uh, for the people, the men and women I work with uh, time and time again um, because events like December 17th, the songs of the se- sounds of the season wouldn't happen without all of these people. So I'm thankful for you. If that's you, uh, know that I'm thankful for you. So can we just give it up for all of these people? I'm thankful for all of you. Come on. Okay, and here, here's one of the best parts. I'd like all of us to clap as loud as we can and embarrass Pastor Carolyn as much as possible. Give it up for Pastor Carolyn! Yes! Well, I'm going to return the favor, Pastor Andrew. (laughs) No, thank you, though. Um, when Pastor Andrew said we have fun in choir, I want to tell you how much fun. The alto section was having trouble last week. They had trouble maintaining a note as long as they had to. They kept going flat. And he did demonstrations. You keep going down. And pretty soon he was on the floor. (laughs) So London Bridge is falling down is nothing. We have Pastor Andrew falling down (laughs) in choir. So it is a lot of fun being in choir. And I'm going to feed off uh, Pastor Andrew a little bit more than I did earlier because he made some comments. First of all, I'm an old-time member from prior to Pastor CJ when Pastor Andy was here. And we all love Pastor Andy and we all love Pastor CJ, and they're all part of what making Adventure Church the church that it is today. And when I um, was talking with some of my friends and they asked me about my church, I came up with, we have a big city church in a small town area, and that's what we have. And not necessarily is Adventure Church a church for everyone. There are lots of other churches in the area too, but it's a church that has met certain needs that weren't being met and other things. And for that, I'm grateful. And I'll tell you what I'm most grateful for is it's not a gray-haired church anymore. There are lots of young families, and there's lots of children in our church, and there's lots of kids in our youth group. And I think that's a wonderful, healthy thing. And I love all of you younger people who are here today. And I'm thankful for you because you're the future of the church. Because 
Needless to say, um, I'm old. And I'm not going to get any younger as much as I try. I mean, I can get a facelift, get rid of the jowls. I can dye my hair, but I can't get rid of the age of that I am. It just happens. Every year, I get older, and I don't know why that happens, but that's the way it works, and I can't change that. But I'm thankful for our church. I'm thankful for the changes that have happened. I'm thankful for the worship was tremendous today, wasn't it? And that's what we want. We want the Holy Spirit to be a part of this church, and I'm thankful that he is. I'm thankful that we have a pastor who listens to the Holy Spirit and that, and that prepares his messages to us every week and prepares them with Jesus. Oh, thank you. My voice is old also. Now, just watch me step on that, right? <laughs> It'd be just like me anyway. So, my name is Carolyn, and I'm a grateful believer in Jesus who's also grateful that God created the church because the church is family to me. <clears throat> By my introduction, you can figure out that I'm part of the team that leads Celebrate Recovery at Adventure Church. And my team and I love Celebrate Recovery because we love to see people grow in Jesus. Um, I prepared my message so I could read the whole thing because that's what I learned in Celebrate Recovery. We don't do things ad lib in Celebrate Recovery. When you give your testimony, it's written out so you can read it or... You, and you don't go off on rabbit trails. So I learned that, but I'm going off on a rabbit trail today <laughs> because I woke up this morning and I felt God say, well, you prepared and it was nice and you spent a lot of time preparing it, but it's not what I want you to say today. I mean, part of it is, but not the whole thing. Anyway, um, I love being a part of Celebrate Recovery, and in January we, br we, bring, we begin the cycle of teaching all over again, and so in December you'll be hearing about Celebrate Recovery and why you should be in Celebrate Recovery also. <clears throat> because it's a program that offers support and friendship for you when you're working through issues that you need, that are causing you trouble with your relationships with God and with other people and with family members and friends. And um, Celebrate Recovery is more than just for substance abuse. Um, I worked on procrastination. That's what I started out doing, is procrastination. And I'm glad that I worked on it because you know what I did yesterday? I cleaned out my garage so I could put my car in. And when I woke up this morning, I was so glad my car was in the garage and not outside like it's been for a last month and a half. And I also love to see the snow. You know, I feel really sorry for people who live in the south and never get snow because it's so beautiful. Wasn't it beautiful to drive in today and see the snow covering the trees and the snow on the ground covering all of the, the brown grass and things like that? It was just beautiful and refreshing. And so, <clears throat> so anyway, but because I worked on procrastination, I didn't procrastinate yesterday as much as I felt like doing it, but I was awfully glad this morning when I woke up and saw what happened last night while I was sound asleep. So that's Celebrate Recovery. Another thing that I'm involved in is Chatty Chicks. And Chatty Chicks, we meet on Thursday, the first Thursday of the month at the Poor House at 1130 for fellowship and fun. Chatty Chicks is made up of women who are single again, widowed, divorced, or maybe they're always single. Anyway, any single women are welcome to come. And if I haven't... Um, if I haven't talked to you about it, and you're a single woman, today I am. We're inviting you to come and be a part of our group. And so, um, so anyway, it's a fun group. We're pretty small, and, and, and it's not just people in our church, but it's other churches too. It's, but we have a good time, and we're called Chatty Chicks because we chat. <laughs> and we also eat. And we also have a lot of fun together. It's just a fun group of ladies that are really nice and enjoy each other's company. Well, whenever anybody asks me what I do living in a small town area, 
I say, well, I'm involved in church. And I think, well, of course, what else is there to do when you live in a small town area? There's nothing going on. Well, <laughs> they have no clue what goes on in a small town area. I mean, besides the gossip and everybody being related to somebody somehow, somewhere, <laughs> three cousins down or something. But other than that, there are a few of us that are transplants to the area. But I love being in the small town area. I have enjoyed becoming, losing some of my city stuff, right? When I first moved here, um, and I went back to visit my friends in the city, I said, oh, I live in a county that has one traffic light. And they all looked at you like, does that even exist in our country today? <laughs> but now there are two traffic lights. And so, so it's very exciting that Grantsburg had to have a traffic light as well as Siren did. So anyway, but, but I, I thought I was a country girl until um, I realized I wasn't raising chickens or goats or cows or any other kind of animal and I didn't have a farm that I farmed so I'm only a half country girl <laughs> but then when my dog was sick and Pastor Andy and someone else and I can't remember who the other guy was in prayer one, son one Tuesday said well, we'll just go shoot your dog for you. You don't have to go pay a vet to put him down. <laughs> and I said, I guess I'm a quarter country girl. <laughs> so needless to say, I put my dog down <laughs> because I couldn't imagine my puppy, my pet. And I am thankful for my animals, Andrew. I have a dog, a cat, and four fish. And so that's who I live with. A dog, a cat, and four fish. And the fish are finally inside again. I have to rescue them from my outside pond because it's not deep in them for them to survive all winter long in it. So now my house is full because I have one, two, three, four, five, six people plus myself living in it. And even though they don't speak back to me, they do love me. And my fish will eat out of my hands so they know that I love them too. But anyway, um, back to the church, for which I'm very thankful. God created the church for a purpose. And in Ephesians 4, he tells us what that purpose is. <clears throat> he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. That's the job of the church, that we learn about Jesus, that we become like Jesus, that we mature to manhood as Christians instead of babies as Christians. Because baby Christians are wonderful because they're so excited about being born again. But we all have to grow up and become what God wants us to be as his children. And we also go to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Can you imagine that's what God has for us in the church? To become like Jesus, the fullness of Christ. Not just a little piece of him, but the whole of him. And we have in us as born-again believers the Holy Spirit to remind us of who we are as Christians. And that Holy Spirit longs to be our teacher. And so he uses the church to teach us, and that's what I'm thankful for. And here's the reason why. So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness, by deceitful schemes. The purpose of the church is to keep us safe as Christians. And isn't that a wonderful thing to be thankful for? And I know sometimes people have had experience in churches that aren't safe. And they've had bad experiences. But that's not God's plan. God's plan is for a church to be a safe place for us to come as Christians. 
and it's supposed to be a place where we love each other. And he provides leadership. And I'm so grateful for the leadership of this church, even though I'm part of it. But I'm glad I'm part of it because then I get to see how it really works. <laughs> I get to go to staff meetings and board meetings, and I get to see how this church really works and how the leadership of this church works together as a team. And it's wonderful to see. And so... Um, and Pastor Andrew is the same way in staff meetings as he was here, and he is in <laughs> choir. He's just crazy, and it's wonderful to know that because a lot of you, when you see him leading worship, you don't know how, what a crazy man he really is. <laughs> and the same is, is with every member of the staff. It's just a wonderful staff. It's a wonderful board, and you're fortunate as people in this church to have that capability here <clears throat> and I will say the one thing about Pastor CJ that I totally appreciate is he is he is a leader but he's not a control freak and so he lets us lead our ministries like celebrate recovery when we started that he wanted us to start in October of that year and we weren't ready and so I said um, I don't think we're quite ready and he said well it's your baby you start when you're ready to start he didn't say, well, I'm sorry, you have to start October 1st whether you're ready or not. So he's that kind of a leader, and it's a wonderful thing to be under his leadership and learn how to lead the same kind of way where you don't command responsibility, but you encourage it. But he's willing to give you any kind of advice that you need to get it done. So, so anyway, that's the leadership that we have, and it's a safe leadership. I believe Adventure Church is a safe place for us to be. And all the ministries that are involved in it are to help you stay safe. And so um, as Pastor Andrew was talking about all the places that you can get involved in this church, get involved if you're not involved. If you're feeling lonely and, al and alone, nobody on the staff or leadership wants you to feel that way. We want you to be a part of this church. We want you to feel welcome here and loved here. Because what are the two things that Jesus told us we needed to do as Christians? And it fulfills all the law and all the prophets. One is to love God, love him with all of our hearts, minds, strength. And the second is to love each other as we love ourselves. And sometimes people say, well, I don't really love it myself. But who do you concentrate on? I remember when um, I was shy, if you can believe that. <clears throat> but I grew up shy, and I was shy. And um, this friend of mine went to a meeting, and the person who was preaching there said, shyness is a sign of pride. And she shared that with me. And I said, no. If I were prideful, I wouldn't be shy. I'd be bold. Blah, 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 blah. And as I listened to myself, all I heard was I, I, I. And I realized that shyness was a sign of pride. And that since I didn't want to be prideful, because God calls us to be humble, I couldn't be shy anymore. <laughs> but then I said, I was too prideful to stay shy. Because <laughs> I wanted to do everything what God wanted me to do. But the other thing that God showed me is how much he loved me. And when he showed me how much he loved me, then it was so easy for me to love one another. And that's what he wants us to do as a church. This should be a safe place because when we come here, we receive love from one another. We don't receive condemnation and criticism and gossip and all those negative things. We see the love that God has for us, that we share that with each other. Jesus said... In the book of John, he said, I command you, not ask you, I command you to love one another as I love you. And how does Jesus love us? He loves me for who I am and who I can be. He doesn't love me because I'm perfect and I do everything all right. And everybody who knows me and has ever been at Celebrate Recovery knows I Four years, you'd think I'd have the system down, wouldn't you? But I still make mistakes with it. 
Because God didn't make me perfect. He made Jesus perfect. And I trust in his perfection, not in my own. If I were perfect, I would not need Jesus. I could do it all myself. But I'm not perfect. I need him. I need him as my savior and as my friend. I need his Holy Spirit living in me to guide me. And that's why I love the church. And that's why I love all the people in the church. You guys are my family. You're my eternal family. Someday we'll all be singing to God in heaven together. And someday when Jesus restores this earth the way it was intentionally meant to be, we'll be here on earth singing praises to God as part of his family. We're all family. And that's the wonderful part of the church. That was the thing I missed in COVID when we weren't meeting together. It was wonderful to have the service online, and I loved doing that. I loved the fact that my pastor could still preach to me because we had live streaming from the get-go when COVID hit. But I loved that last Sunday in May when we got to open the church and come together. Because singing together here like we did today, isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? And when I watch online, it's like I'm being entertained. I don't sing. Sorry, Andrew. I didn't sing with you when you were doing the online stuff, but I sing with you when you're here, okay? Because we're all together, and the Spirit of God is so strong when we're all together, and he loves us so very, very much. So anyway, that's my story about the church, and I love the church and I'm so thankful for God that he had the idea for the church and I don't have to be home on Sunday all by myself I can come and worship with all of you and I can come on Wednesday nights and I can come Tuesday for celebrate recovery and I can come Wednesday for prayer because even though Wednesday nights are closing down prayer continues so the other thing that I love about church is praying together and we have two opportunities to celebrate recovery, to pray together, I mean, as the Adventure Church. And Tuesday morning at 8.30 and Wednesday night at, 7, at 6.30 are times for prayer in our church. And I'd like to encourage you to take advantage of that because even if you're a little nervous about praying out loud with a group of people, we'll help you get unnervous about it because that's what Jesus loves is when we gather together to worship with him and pray for each other and serve him as his children. And that's what I'm thankful for for church. And with that, I will introduce Caleb Clawwater, our youth person. Thank you, Pastor Carolyn. Yeah, you guys get around three, too. I'm here. <laughs> um, yeah, so as, uh, as Pastor Carolyn said, I am Caleb Clowder. I'm in the position of the youth pastor here at Adventure Church, and I get to extend the service even longer. Um, so, yeah, I get to be thankful for church as well. Um, a big thing to be thankful for, considering I'm the, in the position of the youth pastor, is the youth group, the youth. Um, if it weren't for the church, we wouldn't have youth, and if it weren't for the youth, I wouldn't have a job. Um... <laughs> If the youth weren't there, I wouldn't have anything to do on Wednesday nights, and I'd have precious little to do during the week if I was in the position that I am here. Um, I get to go every Wednesday night, and I get to tell them a little bit about God, and then I get to learn how out of shape I am <laughs> by running around and playing games and doing things like that. Um, but one thing that I just really want to... Uh, to talk about is also one thing I forgot to mention in first service. Actually, my very first experience with Adventure Church was back when it was the Siren Assemblies of God. And the very first experience that I had wasn't a Sunday morning. It was a friend of mine that I was hanging out with a lot at the time invited me to youth group. And I find it very interesting that probably more years later than my young self would want to admit, I am now in charge of that very ministry there. So you never know exactly where God is going to take you or who he's going to use um, to impact your life or where he is going to use you to impact the life of others. But I have the pleasure of dealing with the youth. Um, and one thing that I do learn 
while hanging out with the youth is that they, they are younger than me, okay? And a lot of them don't know certain words that I as an adult like to use. And some of them don't know words that I thought were known by everybody. I remember a specific instance, um, there was a new sixth grader that came, and uh, I was asking the, the youth group, I like to be very interactive when I, when I speak on Wednesday nights, and so I asked them if they knew what a prophet was, because this section of scripture that we talked about talked about a prophet, or talked about prophecy, and a kid raised his hand, and so I called him, and I was like, okay, what is a prophet? And he's like, isn't that when you get a lot of money? <laughs> he wasn't wrong. And so that's one of the things that caused me to realize that, honestly, a word that we don't think about when it comes to teenagers very often is innocence. We don't think about that in our culture very much because a lot of times when we think of teenagers, we think about all the trouble they get into, not the amount of innocence that a lot of them still have. And some of them have the displeasure of having that innocence ripped away from them very young but others get to hold on to it for a little bit longer. And so I and my team here at Adventure Church have the privilege of trying to extend that time and trying to encourage them towards Christ with the innocence that they still have from when they were a child. Another thing that I do with my youth group is I tell them that I don't view them as teenagers. <laughs> That's one of them. <laughs> there are more in the back, too. Every, almost every Wednesday, I ask them if I need to give them my young adult speech again. And usually it's the troublemakers that decide that they want to holler for yes. But basically, I tell them, I say, you know, when you walk through, and this is something that my father, who's sitting in the room, sat down with me when I was 13 and told me. He said, you are not allowed to be a teenager. You are a young adult. And with young, being a young adult comes the responsibility of being a young adult. And that stuck with me ever since I was 13, which is over 10 years ago now, which is terrifying for both me and my parents. <laughs> um, so I talk to them and I tell them, hey, I don't view you, even if you're only in sixth grade, if you're 11 years old, I don't view you as a preteen or a teenager. I view you as a young adult. And with that comes, that with that I will have a respect for you as a young adult but that also means there are expectations with you as well. And so that's how we go about youth group. I like to honor them as who they are because I've found that a lot of times youth aren't very well respected in our culture. They're viewed as people that make trouble because oftentimes they don't know better. So I get the pleasure of hanging out with a bunch of young, semi-innocent kids every Wednesday and get to spend time with them and tell them about Jesus and who they were created to be. So I'm very thankful for the youth because otherwise I wouldn't have that opportunity. And I tell you what, when I was their age, when I walked through the doors of the old building when it was Siren Assembly of God, I would have bet you that I would not be here. I did not want to live around this area when I was that young. But God has called me to be here so that I can interact with the young people so that he will still have a foothold in this place in 20 years. Because I tell you what, the seats that fill my youth group now are going to be um, filled by the same people here in 20 years for some of them. Others are going to be ones that bring even more people to sit in the chairs that you're now sitting in. Because we have leaders and we have people who will change this community in our youth group right now. And I'm thankful for the potential that each and every one of them has if God would grab onto their hearts and if they would allow that to happen. So I'm thankful for that. I'm also thankful for leaders who are willing to put up with it. Because I tell you what, the youth aren't at that place yet. I remember thinking about something a while ago where we oftentimes like to get the cart ahead of the horse in terms of where we hope we'd like to be. We'd say, oh, I wish I was at this place, or oh, I'm looking forward to being there in my spiritual walk. But if we all of a sudden were just fast-forwarded all the way to where we are going to be in a year and a half from now, we would miss the maturity and the growth and the wisdom that would come in between that time. I also understand that if I was put in the position I am now, back when I was 13, we'd all have trouble <laughs> on our hands. 
Back when I was their age, back when I was in the age of beginning at youth group, I did not have the understanding to be able to help someone when they say, hey, I am having an issue with my dad and I get upset when he asks me to do things. What do I need to do? What do I need to work on in my heart? I don't like it that that's happening. I wouldn't be able to sit and say, hey, you need to catch yourself whenever you're beginning to get angry and you need to just stop. <laughs> and you need to ask God if this is an honoring way to do things. And how do you honor your dad? That particular kid came up to me a few weeks ago and asked me that question, said, hey, I'm just finding myself getting annoyed and angry whenever my dad asks me to do something, especially if it's after I'm done and being involved in whatever sport I'm in at school when I'm tired. <laughs> and then she came up to me again a couple of weeks later and said, hey, it's actually going really well now. So we have the opportunity to impact those, those kids for that good. Also, we have the opportunity to get very, very, very tired when we do lock-ins. <laughs> I've got Roxy in the front row. She knows. She was there. So I've done two lock-ins in my time here at Adventure Church. The very first one I did was the very first lock-in I had ever had the pleasure of being a part of. I never went to a lock-in as a kid. I never went to a lock-in when I had energy to burn, even though I'm only 24, and some of you guys are like, ha, you've got way more than any of us do. Um, but the thing is, is that I didn't have any experience with that, and so all of a sudden I was plopped to the opportunity to do a lock-in, and they said, hey, figure it out. <laughs> and that's one of the things that's really fun about working under CJ and Cheryl is that they will not have a death grip on your ministry, and they will allow God to use you in the way that he has called you to use to go about it. And they say, hey, just take it and run with it and see what happens. But anyway, I have leaders that are willing to come and get very tired. I tell you what, it is fun trying to do games at 6 in the morning when they have not had an ounce of sleep for the entire night, especially when it's a mind game. I did that the first time I had a, uh, a lock-in. I was able to go and, uh, and I, s I created a game or thought of a game or found a game called Zig or Zag, and we played it at 7 in the morning. You sit in a circle. If you say Zig, it goes to your right. If you say Zag, it goes to your left. And honestly, they didn't have the brain capacity to be able to do that. <laughs> it's very simple, but they were dragging. Like, it was rough. But regardless, this very last lock-in, we also, I also realized something else. When kids get tired, they get open. They're willing to talk. We had a time where another leader and I were sitting at this very last lock-in, which we did on, on Halloween weekend after youth, going to youth convention, which was, which was very fun and impactful for a lot of lives, where we were able to just sit and we, we sat out on one game, which was okay because we'd been running for about three hours or four hours, and it was already three in the morning. And so we just sat and we talked to this one kid as they spent 45 minutes just talking about the difficult things going on in their life, about the difficult things that they're facing every day and how, it's, how they're having a hard time dealing with it and how they don't enjoy the situations, how they feel friendless, how they feel that the friends that they have had are just stabbed them in the back. And this other leader and I had the opportunity to sit with them and talk with them and pour into them for 45 minutes as we were sitting in a partially lit room as a night game was going on and kids were running around the church screaming. <laughs> and it was a good time. So I'm thankful for leaders who are willing to take the time out of their own week, out of their own day, to come and speak into the lives of kids that have nothing to do with them. It's easy to make sacrifices for a friend, but it's not easy to make sacrifices for someone that you don't even know, especially when they annoy you. Because <laughs> I'll be honest, leaders aren't perfect. I'm not perfect either. We have to have grace to work with a youth group. But I tell you what, when we are able to have those 45-minute conversations and we're able to sit down and impact their lives and able to sit down and give them a glimpse of Christ and what they look like, although imperfect we are, it makes it so that we have a smile on our face when we go home. We might be dog-tired, but at the very least, we'll know that we encouraged someone towards a relationship with Jesus in a way that maybe they wouldn't have experienced. Because I tell you what, there's a good chunk of the kids that come to the youth group of Adventure Church that have never been here on a Sunday morning. 
And I'm thankful for the leaders that are willing to come during the week and miss youngish. And miss the times that Andrew has as he's over there symbolizing that he's crying <laughs> about how I've stolen people from him. Um, but, you know, I'm thankful for people who are willing to pour into the next generation, who are going to be the next set of leaders, the next set of pastors, the next set of janitors in this church, in this community, and the next people who are willing to serve a plate to someone simply because it needs to be served. So I'm thankful for the leaders. But finally, I'm also thankful for parents. I had a wonderful set of parents. I still do. They're still here. If I'm doing something dumb, they're usually willing to mention it to me and say, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> but I've had a wonderful set of parents my, in my life who have encouraged me towards Christ my entire life. And I'm thankful that I have an opportunity to bring about them, brag about them up here because they deserve it. But the fact of the matter is, is not every kid has that luxury. Not every kid gets to go home and feel perfectly safe not every kid gets to go home and feel the love of a hug from their parents. Sometimes they hear a harsh word instead. But I'm thankful for the ones who are here, the parents, who are here and in this community that find it valuable enough to send their kids to youth group on a Wednesday night. I'm thankful that there are parents who are willing to drive a half an hour to 40 minutes, not even to get any benefit out of it for themselves except maybe a couple hours of quiet. Which is pretty valuable when you're a parent, I would imagine. I'm not a parent, so I wouldn't know. But I imagine that it's pretty valuable to have a couple hours of quiet on a Wednesday night, even if you're not involved in other ministries, which you should be. You should go and pray with Pastor Carolyn. But at the same time, if it weren't for parents, we would have no youth over in the Children's Youth Center. If we had no parents that were willing to, weren't, or that were willing to pack their car full of kids and bring them even for, you know, parents that aren't willing to drive or aren't able to. Maybe they work. But parents who are willing to fill up their cars, cars with kids and bring them to a place so that they can hear about Jesus and have fun and not have to worry about who they are or what they, you know, are expected to be at school or at home. I'm thankful for the parents that are willing to make that sacrifice for their children so that perhaps, maybe, they can grow and have a deeper love of Christ and understanding of Christ than they did at their age. Because I tell you what, if I understood what I understand now at the age of my youngest youth kid, my teen years would, look, would have looked vastly different. And so that's what our goal is here all the leaders that I have, all the people that are volunteering to help youth group take place, and of course, all of the church who is praying for the youth. Because I tell you what, without the prayer of the church, I don't think youth group would be happening either. I don't think that, uh, that I would have the leaders to be able to do what I do. But I tell you what, God has his hand on Adventure Church. He has his hand on the youth ministry. He has his hand on the 50 and older. He has his hand on the youngish. He even has the hand, his hand on the people in between. And I am thankful for all the ministries that are going on in all of the places that God is wanting to touch and impact people's lives. So as I'm kind of beginning to close down here, um, we have another thing actually after me that's going to be even more exciting. But I'm going to pray here, just over the church. I'm going to pray over the ministries here. And so I'd ask you guys to just bow your heads and join me as we lift up this church and this community to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your glory. We thank you, God, for your heart that honors the heart of your church. I pray, God, that you would continue to bless Adventure Church as we endeavor to show your love to the community here in Siren, Wisconsin, in Burnett County. I thank you, God, that the people here are those that can move mountains. I pray, Jesus, that you would glorify your heart through all that we are doing. And I ask, God, that you would give us the wisdom to show people how much you love them. Give us the discernment to be able to reach people even when they feel unreachable. And give us the heart to be willing to care about what is going on in their lives. I pray, God, that you would just honor the heart of each and every person here. Glorify your spirit in their lives, and I pray, God, that they would just have a deeper experience with you 
in every way. I pray, God, over Celebrate Recovery, over youngish, over 50 and older, over the youth, over the kids' ministry. I pray, God, that you would just glorify your spirit in all these different arenas. We thank you, God, for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Give it up for Pastor Andrew as he's coming back. Amen. Amen. Hey, I want to do something really crazy, really quick. Um, so can uh, we really quick, I'm going to turn this microphone off. Can we mute the crowd mics? And can we mute the drum mics? Ethan, is that, just give me a thumbs up. And then Tori, or a live stream, who's ever switching, can we go to a live, sh or a uh, wide shot really fast? Okay, we're good there. Any thumbs up for live stream? Good to go? Okay, cool. So. And then we can unmute the microphones now. All right. Let me know when that's all good. Ready? One, two, three. We love you, Give them a round of applause. Come on. Woo! You may be seated for a second. You may be seated. Um, you know, that's, um, that's, that's the heartbeat of this church, I think. And uh, without them, um, our church wouldn't be our church, right? Um, there's, there's so much uh, that, that happens because of Pastor CJ and Cheryl, and, and uh, we're so thankful for them and all that they do for this church. Um, without, without them, all of these ministries that we've just mentioned wouldn't be happening. Without them, um, this church wouldn't be this church family. Um, and so I just thank you so much, CJ and Cheryl. We love you guys, um, and we're uh, so thankful for you. Um, switching gears really quick, uh, we have a, a really quick um, Thanksgiving giving uh, Thanksgiving basket opportunity. Um, this is the last day, as the video mentioned, that we can give two Thanksgiving baskets and that we can, um, that you can sign up to receive a Thanksgiving basket. So if you are wanting to receive one, we have forms at the back of the connection table. Um, you can sign up and get one of those. Um, so we're just going to go and take an offering. If you would like to give, we have baskets in four corners. We also have an opportunity to give online and we would love if you would be interested in that. So let's go ahead and stand and we're just going to give today as we sing. Let's sing, I believe. Come on, let's go ahead and give. Thanksgiving baskets is that it's a way that we can give to those who are in need, and it's what 
uh, Jesus would do. It's it's um, it's a way that we can bless other people. So um, let's go ahead and just pray over this offering. God, we just thank you so much for all you're doing here at Adventure Jesus. We pray a special blessing for over these Thanksgiving baskets, all the food that's been donated, Jesus. We thank you for the hearts behind everyone who's, who's put forth these things. God, we just pray that you would uh, bless these families who are receiving this, Jesus. We pray that you would be the center of their Thanksgiving conversations. Um, and God, we just thank you that we can be a small part of this, Jesus. And so God, we pray a, a huge blessing over these Thanksgiving baskets, all of this food and all the money that's been put towards that, Jesus. So we give this offering to you in your name. And everyone said, amen. amen. Church, we're thankful for you. We love you, and we hope to see you again next Sunday at 9 or 1045. Have a blessed week. Thank you for listening to today's message. If this message has encouraged you in any way, please consider giving to Adventure Church to help continue this ministry. Giving is safe and easy through our website at www.adventurechurchsiren.com. Thank you for your generous support.